right hand repeat after me, please. I have the life of God in me. Outside voice. I have the life of God in me. I have the love of God in me. I have his nature. And I have his ability. Therefore, 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 I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved me. That is Christ Jesus. Speak to my heart. Touch my life. Manifest yourself in me today, this morning. In Jesus' name, Saint said, Woo! Amen! Praise the Lord! So, um, I was putting together a bunch of thoughts and, and things, and, and um, I like to get a title, but the title didn't come till like about an hour ago. <laughs> but, but it was cool. His power is your power. His power is your power. Kenneth Copeland said this for 2021. He said, uh, 2021 is going to be year of the local church. That would be us, our year. It's going to be a year of divine healing, divine health, divine prosperity, divine recovery. You know what recovery is? Getting back everything that was lost, stolen, ripped off. Amen. Jesus is shouting, recover. If Jesus says anything, you can take it to the bank that it's going to come back to you. Right? He's shouting, recover. What is he shouting? Recovering what? Recovering of the healing ministry, recovering of health, recovering of prosperity. Jerry Savelle said this. He said, this is your, the Lord said to him, this is your theme for 2021, abundant overflow. And it's already begun. He said, a new era has begun. More and more signs and wonders will be seen in 2021. For those who heed my voice and obey my words, they'll experience my goodness and my power as never seen nor heard. They'll see the fruit of their faithfulness come bursting forth. They'll prosper and flourish like never before. Abundance and overflow, that's what they'll see. I'll bring it to pass because of their love and their obedience to me. No longer will their enemy have the upper hand, for my spirit is moving, and an outpouring of my power is coming upon the land. Many triumphant voices will mark this new era. It's what I planned, so rest in me. Miracle after miracle, that's what I'll do. Decree it and receive it and know that it's true. Refuse to be swayed by what is said in the news. Refuse to be swayed by what is said in the news. With me on your side, how can you lose? Stay with my word. It's faithful and true. I'll bring it to pass and great things will I do. Come on now. Pastor Gary said this about 2021. I have learned to be content. Regardless of the circumstances, regardless of what's going on, he has, there's a learning to be content. Based on Philippians uh, 4.11, not that I speak of regard to need, for I have learned that whatever state I am in, therewith I am content. Whatever state I am content. Philippians 4, oh, and content, I had to look it up because, you know, you want to do that. Because it's just like, we're not going to just say, well, I'm content. What does that mean? <laughs> well, already are, are <laughs> right? <laughs> content. In a state of peaceful happiness and satisfaction. I'm in a state of happy. I'm a state of satisfied. Come on, that's where we are. But we're learning it. And so how do you learn? <laughs> By mistakes. <laughs> By tripping up. So, oh, there's a learning opportunity right there. 
Praise the Lord. And then in Philippians 4.13, which is linked with all of this, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? So he's going to strengthen you to learn. He's going to strengthen you so that we can be overcomers and, and be in a, in, a, in a state of contentment. With his strength, content, come on. If he, with his strength in you, you will be content. Nancy Dufresne, she said this. Three words. Say and see. Say and see. 2021. Say and see. Not see and say. Say and see. Pastor said last week um, in, in Proverbs chapter 18, death and life earn the power of the tongue. They that love it shall eat the, the fruit thereof. Death and life, not life and death. Say and see. You, if you say, you will see what you're saying. Right? And the message, it says, words kill, words give life. They're either poison, they're either poison or they're fruit. You choose. We choose. What's going to come out of our mouths today? Is it going to be poison? Or is it going to be life? Mark eleven twenty three. we know this one. Verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he has said he shall come to pass he shall have whatever he says right so say and see jesus said that we can have what we say but so many times we're saying what we have oh i'm broke oh i'm sick i'm sick sick how many people you know that are miserably saved <laughs> I tried it. I didn't like it. It doesn't work well for me. Organ recitals. Ooh, this organ's hurting there. Oh, this one's hurting over here. Oh, let me tell you about this one. No, 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 no. Psalms 91, verse 2. Woo! I will say of the Lord. What are you going to say of the Lord today? Come on now. Whatever, whatever situation you find yourself, I will say of the Lord. What are you going to say? Well, let's see. Um, he is my refuge. Woo! He is my fortress. He is my God. Come on. I trust in him today. Surely. Spoke on Thursday. No, surely he'll deliver me. Come on. Without a doubt, he will deliver me again. He'll cover me under his wings. I trust in him today. Uh, his, come on, I'm going to say that his truth and his word is my shield. Come on now. I will not be afraid of terror. I will not be afraid of bullets. I will not be afraid of pestilence, destruction, any kind of drive-by. It does not matter. Why? Because we say of the Lord. What are you saying to him? Ah, come on now. It shall not come near me, whatever it is. Doesn't matter what it is. Amen. Okay, are you here? Are you excited? Are you happy? Are you okay? Everybody's okay? Just nudge somebody. Just say, hey, are you awake? <laughs> if you can sleep through me, I'm telling you. Glory to God. <laughs> that would be a sign and a wonder. 
<laughs> you sleeping back there? <laughs> Kyle, my friend. Good to see you, bro. Listen to Psalms 91 in the Passion. And, and it says, safe and secure. What a title. With him, you're safe and you're secure. When you sit enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God most high. This is a song. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me. The only God for me and great is my confidence. You hear, like, there's a song right there. There's a rhythm to that. He's a hope that holds me, the stronghold to shelter. Like, you could, come on now. (laughs) Where's the band? Verse 3, he will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He'll protect you from false accusations and any, any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Verse 6, don't you fear a thing. Don't you fear a thing, whether by night or by day. Demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil launched against you, even in a time of disaster, with, with thousands and thousands being killed. You, 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 and you, and especially you, will remain unscathed. Amen. Good preaching, Pastor Paul. That's me. I resemble that remark. I will remain unscathed. And unharmed. Verse 8, you will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. Verse 9, when we live our lives in, within the shadow of the Most High, our secret hiding place, he will always be she- we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? How? How? It can't. Can't touch this. Come on, Joey, you know that song. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he said, no, 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 no. <laughs> Verse 11, God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go. I need to repeat that. God, God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go. What did I say? His power is your power. Defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. Every single one. But keep them underneath your feet. Amen. And and I like this. Verse 14. Here is what the Lord has spoken to you. Here is what the Lord has spoken to you and me. Because you've delighted in me as my great lover, I will greatly protect you. Greatly protect you. This is God speaking. I will set you in a high place, safe and secure before my face. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will find and feel my presence even in your time of pressure or trouble. Just know that he's there. I will be your glorious hero, your glorious hero. I'll give you a feast. You'll be satisfied, content, 
satisfied with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. You will enjoy the fullness of his salvation. That means absolutely everything. You're going to have a good time with it. When you enjoy something, you really like it. Right? Okay, well, then he said he's going to enjoy, you're going to enjoy the fullness of his salvation. Absolutely everything that he has. <laughs> Come on. What a deal. Staying with the Passion Translation, Psalms 18, verses 1 to 3. It says, and, and, and on the subtitle, Praises sung to the pure and shining one by King David, his servant, composed when the Lord rescued David from all his many enemies, including the brutality of Saul. So if it worked for David, and David was unscathed, David became king. David was the apple of God's eye. Who are we? Woo! Verse 1. Lord, I passionately love you, and I'm bonded to you. For now, this is where I got my title. For now, you have become my power. See? His power is your power. Now you have become my power. You're as real to me as bedrock beneath my feet, like a castle on a cliff, my forever form, firm fortress, my mountain of hiding, my pathway of escape, my tower of rescue. Man, this is going like, uh, by the time you're done, you're about ready to jump off the stage. My tower of rescue where no one can reach me. My secret strength and shield around me. You are salvation's way, ray of brightness shining on the hillside. Always the champion of my cause. Uh, in verse 3, all I need to do is call to you. All you need to do is call him. But so many times, and I've done it, you, you, you get under the, uh, a situation and you become quiet. You don't say nothing to nobody. You're just there with your thoughts, right? Sitting in the dark, developing negatives. Right? No, 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 no. He says, all I need to do is call to you, singing to you. you think about this. I remember Len, Len Mink said this, that when God created creation, he did it through song. He sang the, he sang the world into existence. This is why we sing so much. There's power in your voice. And did you, like, when we went a cappella, the anointing went, whoosh. Why? Because we could hear all of our voices singing as one. Right? Mm, 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 mm. It's so good. It says, all I need to do is call to you, singing to you, the praiseworthy God. And when I do, I'm safe and sound in you. What a God we serve. Jesus said in John 10, 30, um, I and my father are one. So if they're one, what's our, what's our job? We need to learn. Jesus said to learn of me. In Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30, um, it says, come unto me, all you that labor and that are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Learn of him. Why? You can't, if you don't know, how are you going to know that his power is your power if you don't learn? 
This is why we come to church, to learn some things. He says, I'm meek and lonely in heart, and you shall find rest to your soul, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Just say light. No, no, light. Light. Right? Just, ha. Everybody just exhale for a minute. Just let it out. Mm, mm, mm. Amen. Just let it out. So I looked up learn. And it means to, um, to understand in any way, to be a disciple. To increase one's knowledge, Jesus said, learn of me. Increase your knowledge. Be increased in knowledge frequently. I like that. Um, To learn by inquiry or observation. Not simply the doctrine of Christ, but Christ himself. I used to do this back in the days when um, one of my tour duties of many as a youth pastor. And uh, (laughs) it was fun. But I, I would talk about a lemon pie that I would make. And uh, these, I've got this dish that's about like this round and it's this thick. And I can make um, four lemon pies in one dish. So my lemon is like that thick. And then the meringue's on top of that. And then, so after it's been in the fridge overnight, when you cut it, it stays firm. Right? And cold. And that first bite hits you right in the jaws. So that way everything is just going. (sighs) You got Niagara Falls coming out of your mouth right now, don't you? Right? Now, I can tell you about this pie. Or I can give you a piece. Right? Right now. (laughs) Nothing on my sleeve. (laughs) Iris, do you have the pie? (laughs) Irish is my knower of all things. But that's the thing. He says, not simply the doctrine of Christ, but Christ himself. A knowing, personal. Um. <laughs> Ooh, let's go to Luke chapter 10, please. Again, his power is your power. Luke 10, verse 38. Let me know when you're there. (laughs) Woo! It says, now when it came to pass that they went, talking about the, uh, uh, the disciples, and he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Heard, learned. Same thing. But Martha was cumbered, about much serving, woman was busy and came to him and said, Lord, don't you care? Jesus, don't you care? What's the matter with you? You see what I'm doing here? That's how she's talking to him. <laughs> he said, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. Tell her to come help me. She's telling Jesus, you go tell her. 
You tell her. Don't you tell me. You tell her. <laughs> you can see the dude. Her head just going back and forth and just twisting up. This is why in verse 41, Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, <laughs> hit his head twice. Hey, <laughs> what's the matter with you? Martha, Martha, you are careful and troubled about many things. That's your problem. But one thing is needful, verse 42, and Mary has chosen that good part. She wanted to learn. She was content. She was satisfied. But <laughs> Martha, not so much. Mary has chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Amen. Learn. To learn by use and practice and to be in the habit of and to be accustomed to. See, we should be in the habit of learning something all the time. I want to learn all the time. Every day you want to learn something new, don't you? I like it when I learn something new. <laughs> now listen to this in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. I'm going to read it to you in the New Living Translation. Woo! <clears throat> this is with the Lord's authority, I say this. Live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they're hopelessly confused. <laughs> I love that. They're hopelessly confused. They're stunned as a stump. They don't even know. <laughs> their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives them uh, because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice any, every kind of impurity. Verse 20. But that isn't what you learned. That is not what you learned today about Christ. Since you've heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, listen to this, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Let him. See, there, his power is your power. When you allow him, it's not what you're forcing yourself to do. You allow him. So many people are pushing themselves. Are you going to be led? Are you, are you, are you, you know, are you going to let him lead you? Right? Mm hmm. It says, let the spirit renew your thoughts and let the spirit renew your attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Allow him. Romans 12, verse 1, please. Romans 12, 1. Are you there? I beseech you, therefore, brethren. So who is he talking to? Believers. Yeah, he's talking to us. By, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. In verse 2, it says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the removing of your mind. Is that what it says? It says, <laughs> come on, renew your mind. He don't want you to be stupid. We have a mind. And we have the mind of Christ, but we need to renew it as we learn to do that. That's a process. 
It says that you may be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove. Come on, prove. Why? What is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for you? Amen? Listen to this in the, me- in the message. It says, don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. <laughs> Come on. Don't be so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. You'll be changed. It's not you changing you. You can't change your inside. How do you do that? Like, how, how are you going to change your inside? Well, I need a new heart. <laughs> Put it in. No, no. No, no, no. You'll be changed from inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you. Quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you. When you let him. When you let him. He develops well-formed maturity in him. Or in you. When you allow him to do so. Amen. Let's go to uh, 2 Peter. Chapter 1. 2 Peter. He learned a whole lot of things. By experience. But he did it. And he kept on getting up. Even though he got knocked down. He got up. And he had friends around him, so it made sure he got up. Right? If you're doing the Bible reading in, in uh, Mark 16, um, the angel said, uh, go tell Jesus' disciples and Peter. And Peter. And Peter. Just because you mess up, but he's not going to leave you. We've all messed up. Come on now. Why do you think Jesus had to go to the cross? <laughs> Glory to God. Nobody's perfect. People make mistakes. This is why, you know, grace is, is necessary um, for when we do, right? That's why we have Psalms 91. Read it. I read that daily. Yeah. Daily. And, and Psalms 103, especially the part where it says, my youth is renewed like an eagle. Oh, yeah, I refuse to look like a beagle. <laughs> I'm going the eagle way. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Second Peter, verse 1. It says, Peter, uh, Simon Peter, servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied, not just added, but it's multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. See, as you learn the knowledge of God, this whole thing is a learning process. And that's how we can go from glory to glory. Learning, learning, do. Learning, do. Right? And the more that we do that, you're going from glory to glory. What are you doing? You're opening up, your, you're renewing your mind as you do this. And it says that grace and peace will be multiplied um, through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ, our Lord, according as he is, his divine power has given unto us all things. His power has given us all things. His power is your power. His power has given us all things. Absolutely everything. All is all. 
that pertain to life, which is your, your, your physical life, and to godliness, which is your spiritual life. So we're covered. But how do you get that? Through the knowledge of him. See, we need to learn about him that, that has called us to glory and to virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. When you learn these exceeding great and precious promises, we're going from glory to glory. Why? Because we're learning more and more, expanding our mind, mind renewal. That by these, what? Exceeding great and precious promises, you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So the only way that you're going to escape corruption is by learning of him, letting him in. Let me in. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Again, his power is our power. And Ephesians 3.20, it says, Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. What is the powder? What is the powder? Yeah, right on. What is the power? Well, that's the question I asked. And I went to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19. What is this exceeding greatness of his power? <laughs> power? What is it? What is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? Number. So we got he's talking to believers here. According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. So this mighty power raised Jesus from the dead, set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. So they're talking about resurrection power. Right? Correct? All right. Romans 8, 11. Teaching time. Romans 8, 11. <clears throat> but if the spirit of him that raised Jesus raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken or make alive your mortal body by his spirit that dwells in you. So there's a, his spirit is dwelling in you. It's living in you. It's habitating in you. It's feeling at home in you. Quite comfortable, by the way. That's what he does. That's who he is. Listen to this new living. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Period. <laughs> period. His spirit lives in you. And just as God raised Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same spirit living within you. Message. It stands to reason, doesn't it? I love the way that the message goes. It's just like... Would you get this? What's the matter with you? <laughs> it stands to reason, doesn't it, that if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life, he'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus, bringing you alive to himself. When God lives and breathes in you, and he does, and he does, as surely as he did in Jesus, you are delivered from that dead life. Come on, with his spirit living in you, your body will be as uh, alive as Christ's body. Yeah. What do we have to do? Just believe. 
and realize that his power is your power. Just tap in. Tap in. Um, Philippians 2.13, it says, For God, which works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It is God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. But I like it in the uh, um, uh, New Living Translation. It says, For God is working in you, and he's the one that gives you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. He gives you the desire. He gives you the power to do. God gives you Come on now. So is it, is it us tr- sitting up there knocking on doors trying to do this? I got to do this. I got to do this. I gotta. No, no, no. God is at work. He's giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. So go easy on yourself. His power is your power. When you allow him to, when you allow him to, to move in and start directing you from the inside out, it's not going to be a struggle. It won't be a struggle. Luke chapter 4, please. Get anything out of this? No? Okay. Greg? Present? (laughs) I see that hand. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! Hallelujah. Um, Luke 4, uh, let's go, um, verse 14. It says, And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. He returned in the power. And there went a fame about him. So when you begin to allow the power that's inside of you to flow out of you, there's going to be a fame that's going to be coming, that's going to be uh, noised around that you're in the house. People are going to be talking about you. <laughs> there's going to be a fame about you throughout all the region round about and, and look at this verse 15 because the power was in him it says that he taught in their synagogues being glorified of all he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up as his custom was he went to the synagogue as his custom was he went to church what's your custom today our custom is we go to church on Sunday. I like it. Our custom is, well, yeah, our custom, most, yeah, most of you guys. Thursday night, that's our custom. That's what we do. We come to church, right? And stood up for to read, and in verse 18, Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord, and listen to this in the Amplified, because it's louder. Louder! 418, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me, the anointed one, the Messiah, to preach the good news, the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to announce release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to send forth as delivered those who are oppressed, who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, broken down by calamity. Bam! That's what the anointing does. It reverses all of that. And you're anointed to the bone. So go ye. Instead of saying ye go. <laughs> oh, you go. I'll pray, I'll pray for you. <laughs> no, go ye. To proclaim the acceptable, an acceptable year of the Lord. The day when salvation and the free favors of God profusely abound. So I had to look up the word profusely because it sounds like a big word. Right? And it is. It means to radiate with abundance. Oh, you should be glowing with abundance. 
plentifully, abundantly, extravagantly, and freely. Cost Jesus everything, it's not costing you nothing. But your time. And learning. And to learn takes time. God, listen to this. I got this. God's word cannot change and it will not return to him void, but it will accomplish that what he set it out to do. So when, his, when you send God's word out, out of your mouth, it will accomplish much. It will accomplish absolutely everything when you send it out. But you got to send it out. Why? Because when you know that his power is your power and the same power that he has coming through the words that he spoke and still is, when he said light be, light still is. Terrible English, I know, but it's true. So when you start saying what he's saying, well, that light is going to still be is. It's still going to be an is in your life. Romans chapter 10, please. Mm-mm-mm. Verse 8, what saith it? The word is near you, even in your mouth. And in your heart, that is a word of faith which we preach. (laughs) Listen to this in the message. So what exactly was Moses saying? The word that saves is right here. There is a word that saves and it's right here. That word is right here. Right? And and as near as the tongue in your mouth. So it's one thing to have it here, but it's got to come out of here. Right? As close as the, heart in, as the heart in your chest, it is a word of faith that welcomes God to go to work and to set things right for us. When you say what is in here, um, it welcomes God to go to work. Lord, I welcome you to come go to work for me in my life concerning dot, 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 dot. I will say of the Lord. He is Dot, 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 dot. As you're saying of the Lord, you're what, what are you doing? You're welcoming him in to work on your behalf. And then his power is your power. So as, that, as he goes to work on your behalf, that his, his power is your power. So you have the power to sustain what he started. That's what it's for. You can sustain what he started in you. So you can finish your race. Even if you get off track a little bit, his power is in you to bring you right back on track again. Homing device. Bam! Now, um, verse 9 in Romans 10. If you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes into righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made until salvation. For the scripture says, whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. He will never embarrass you. He will never embarrass you. The devil will embarrass you. People will try to embarrass you. But God will never, ever, 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 ever. So I, I, I got this note, side note. Learn by going from glory to glory. It's a learning tree. The world was created by words, and our world is created by what we speak. There is a confession of faith that we can and should talk our way out of every situation that we find ourselves in. You talk yourself out of that situation. You find yourself in a tough situation, talk yourself out of it. I will say of the Lord. (laughs) 
Can you handle uh, one more verse or one more set of verses? Can you? Yeah? All right. Mark 11, passion. Verse 12, the next day as he left Bethany, Jesus was feeling hungry. And he noticed a leafy, flea, uh, leafy fig tree in the distance. So he walked over to see if there was any fruit on it, but there was none. Only leaves, for it wasn't the season of bearing figs. Uh, verse 14, Jesus spoke to the fig tree saying, no one will eat fruit from you again. And disciples heard him. The disciples heard him. So he had to say it out loud. You need to say some things out loud so you can hear it. Especially when you're talking to, to your body. Your body needs to hear your voice. Verse 20. In the morning they passed by the fig tree that Jesus spoke to. And it was completely withered from the roots up. In the morning. The next day. It didn't happen right away. It happened, uh, uh, it happened right away at the roots. But it took a time to manifest itself outside the roots. So you start talking to your situation, you start talking to your body, and in the roots, it's already happening. You start calling yourself healed, healing's already happening, and it will manifest itself to the front. Amen? Amen? Thank you. And Peter, verse 21, Peter remembered to send to him, Teacher, look, that fig tree you cursed, it's all now shriveled up and dead. Jesus said... Let the faith of God be in you. Listen to the truth that I speak to you. If someone says to this mountain with great faith and having no doubt, mountain be lifted up and thrown into the midst of the sea, believes what he says will happen, it will be done. This is the reason I urge you to boldly believe for whatever you ask for in prayer. Boldly believe. Believe that you received it, it will be yours. When you, and look at this. When you stand praying, if you find that you carry something in your heart against another person, release him. This is a whole, this is where I wanted to get to. If you have, come on, if you're carrying something in your heart against somebody else, release him. Release that person. And forgive him so that your father in heaven will also release you and forgive you from your faults. Nobody here is perfect. We might get rotted at somebody. But somebody might be rotted at you. Release him. Forgive him so that your father in heaven will also release you, forgive you of your faults. But if you will not release forgiveness, don't expect your father in heaven to release you from your misdeeds. In other words, don't throw stones. Don't throw stones. Forgiveness is a big deal. It's huge. And you need to release people. Some people might have did you wrong from a long time ago, and you're still carrying that, but you got to release that. And knowing that his power is your power, there's, come on, you, you have the power dwelling on the inside of you to do that. Because you can't do it on your own. If you would, you would have. But you can't. But when you tap into his power to release somebody, his burden is what? Light and easy. Light and easy. I remember there was a time when uh, we were over at 110, and Pastor was talking about this, this scripture. And, and um, when he started talking about um, take Jesus's yoke, take his yoke upon you. And I saw that his yoke 
wasn't a, in my mind's eye, it wasn't an open vision or nothing like that. But in my mind's eye, because um, usually a yoke between two oxen is a big honking piece of wood or steel. But what I saw was Jesus's arm around you yoked together and what you're doing just going for a walk and if you start going too far over to the one side he just nudges you and just starts walking the other way nice and easy why light and easy he's just going for a walk and as you allow him to lead you whatever path whatever trap and he said he'll he'll he'll, he'll lead you away from any hidden trap or hidden danger why his power is your power and when you put the two together, you get the power twins. What a God we serve. He wants you to have it all. He's worthy of it all, but he wants you to have it all. He wants you to have absolutely everything that heaven has. We're supposed to have heaven on earth. And, and you know, you look at what's going on in heaven. It's a big party. Big party. And we're supposed to be having a party here. Demas Shakarian talking about um, he's the, uh, the the uh, um, the the gentleman that started the Full Gospel Businessman, and they wrote that book, The Happiest People on the Art on the Earth. What a book! Can you imagine calling yourself the happiest people on the uh, on the earth? Who are you? I'm just one of the happiest people on the earth. I can't begin to tell you how happy I am right now. Let me tell you how happy I am right now. Mm, 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 mm. I should just sit around and hug myself. I'm so happy. <laughs> Come on. But when you're that happy, it makes it that much easier to release somebody. I've had to do it. And, you know, some of it was really big because it was personal. And those are the times when um, God's grace gets bigger. And he biggie sizes it so I can do it. I can still, I can think of these people and um, there's nothing that flashes up. I don't want to spank anybody. I don't. No, I'm good. <laughs> Hallelujah. And God will send you on adventures. I had a chance to meet. I was at a um, pastor's conference in, down in Texas at Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And um, I happened to have uh, breakfast with this guy. His, his last name is McGee. And he's a scientist. He is the guy that him and his wife uh, figured out how to keep um, satellites in space. And I'm sitting there, we're having breakfast with this guy. And I said, how did you do that? He did it with a slide rule. Um... Anybody? Does anybody remember what a slide rule is? Us, our generation would know what a slide rule is, right? And um, him and his wife would pray in the Holy Ghost, roll around the floor, and the Lord would give them coordinates to put on the to, to move with the slide rule. And as they did that, they, he, he, God gave them. But they were just praying in the Holy Ghost, rolling around the floor, laughing. And this guy is, is a world-famous scientist. Learn of me. Learn of him. Why? Keep your pipes cleaned. 
Keep your pipes clean. Release people. Now, I wasn't giving this message not, um, just so I can give you a good message, but that, no, no, this is for, for many people that um, you need to release somebody. And if that's you, um, I invite you to come to the front. This is family, and we're family. And just because you come to the front to get delivered from something, to release somebody, what a thing to do. What a thing to do. Why? Because his power is your power. And you're going to find when you release, when you release that person, you're going to go up from glory to glory. Prepare, come on, you release it, prepare to get slingshotted. It's like the bounce. When you bounce a ball, it might be thrown down hard, but it comes up twice as high. Be prepared to come up twice as high. Release people. Don't hang on to that stuff. We're not designed to hang on to it anyways. It'll kill you. It'll kill you, literally. It'll kill your dreams, kill your visions, kill your body. Mm. Remember ministering to a lot of people that were sick in their body, and it's like, question I, I asked them is, do you have any unforgiveness against anybody? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I told them, yeah, you make me sick. Power of words. I'll never forgive that person. I'll take them right to my grave. Can't do that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Shirley was preaching on uh, um, Thursday. And uh, yeah, God did a work in me because I was an idiot. <laughs> no, I was. I, I, girl, Shirley took the girls home, moved back to Ontario, packed the place up first, moved everything out back to Ontario. I did not even know that she was gone for two weeks. Dumb as a stump, right? But she forgave me, right? And then Crystalline was um, seven or eight when all that stuff was going on, so she had to forgive me. Candace was only a um, month and a half. So she didn't know really what, what was going on, but I didn't hear of her first steps over the, until I, over the phone. First words, over the phone. You don't think that messed me up? Glory to God. By God. And so I had to forgive myself for being an idiot. And I did. We're good now. Everybody's good. Hallelujah. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.